Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're looking at Jesus' teaching in the Sermon on the Mount and you're explaining exactly what he meant when he talked about the poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek. And uh, yesterday we looked at the peacemakers and the persecuted. And you're underlining that Jesus was trying to show us that God's purpose is always to bless. And what happens to us here on earth affects what will happen to us in heaven, our reward. Now, what we've seen so far is there's always a personal interpretation for what Jesus is saying, but there also has to be a corporate understanding. Because, of course, as soon as we become believers, we become members of the body, branches of the vine, stones in the living temple of God. We become some part of something that is much bigger than ourselves. And this is a great privilege, but it also brings responsibility. And the reason why God wants the unity and reconciliation and so on to be evident amongst all those that are in his body or in the vine or stones in the living temple is so that they can have the impact on the world around that he desires them to have. So we now come to some sayings of Jesus that relate to that. And of course he's talking here corporately. He's saying you together as my people. But of course it can only be true corporately if it's true of each individual as well because the corporate is made up of individuals working together in a single body, which is what corporate means. So he says, you are the salt of the earth. Now you see, this is another saying that is well known, but people don't necessarily stop to think what it means. He is saying to the Christian community, you are the people that gives the world its taste. Its taste of God and its taste for God. So he says, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? And the answer is, of course, it can't. You use salt while it has its taste. It's sort of nothing without its taste. So Jesus said, it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. So, what is God's word to us as his church then? You as my church are to give the world its taste of God. Now, do we really think the church today 
fulfills that? Does the world think the church fulfills that? I think if we're absolutely honest, it's more truthful to say the salt has lost its taste because, well, it's a truism, there is more of the world in the church than of the church in the world. The worldliness has influenced the church more than the church impacting worldliness. And that's because the salt has lost its taste, lost the ability to really make a difference in the world around us. Now, that's a generalization, isn't it? It won't be true of every person and it won't be true of every church. But it is certainly true that to the world, the church in general is seen to be irrelevant, has no taste, does not have what the world desires or needs. There are a number of notable exceptions to that. Churches which really do impact their communities churches that are highly respected by the people in society, by the leaders, the local councils and, and uh, other people in responsibility because they see the impact that that church is having on the community. But I believe this is a great challenge to the church. How salty are we? And then the next saying, of course, goes along with this. When Jesus says in verse 14 of chapter 5 of Matthew, you are the light of the world. Now, in, in Scripture, there's a lot of contrast between light and darkness. But, of course, what is being referred to here is spiritual light and spiritual darkness. Spiritual darkness is where sin abounds because there is no revelation of God. So you would say that the world in general is in spiritual darkness. But in the midst of that darkness, God raises up a people of light. And these people are to shine their light into the spiritual darkness of the world. Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. The wonderful thing about light is wherever it shines, the darkness disappears. So as with the salt, so with the light. If, if the light of Jesus Christ is shining through his people, through the church, and through our lives individually as Christians, then we are going to make a difference to people around us. Light, the revelation of truth, is going to shine into their hearts and lives. And many of them will be delivered from the darkness and brought into the light, brought into the truth of Jesus Christ. So he says, a city on a hill cannot be hidden. Now, of course, we 
we don't have many cities on hills here, but you go to some nations, Italy, for example, and as you drive through Italy, you see one city on a hill after another. These towns, and, and, and in scripture, city is what we would call a town today. Uh, these, these towns are sitting there perched on the top of a hill, and if you ever go into them, um, you know, you, you need to be fit because uh, there's steep hills everywhere and um, the houses very closely packed together. But the point is, they are so obvious, there's nowhere to hide them. Uh, you see all around the city on a hill, of course they were built like that for security purposes, um, to be secure from attack. Um, but the point is that they cannot be hidden. So Jesus is saying, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. They don't put a bowl over it so nobody can see the light or put it under the bed or anything like that. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise or give glory to your Father in heaven. If we are the light of the world, then that light will be as obvious to people that are living in darkness as those cities are perched on top of those hilltops. We will not be able to hide the light. Now, the truth is that there are quite a lot of Christians who do hide their light. They regard the Christianity as simply a personal relationship with God, something between God and myself, is the sort of phrase you hear. But of course, that's not true Christianity at all. Because to be faithful to God, we have to be making an impact on the world around us. And each one as members of the body, as branches of the vine, as living stones in the temple of God, we will be influencing, together with all the others that are part of that body, we will be influencing those around us in the world. How? Because they see what we do. Not because they hear what we say, but because they see our deeds. It's not a question of telling the world how it ought to live, but of showing the world how we ought to live. It's not a question of um, protest marches and all the rest, but of demonstrating the life of which the scriptures speak. Or there may be a a space for some people to protest, but what's the point of protesting if we're not living the gospel ourselves? I mean, it would be hypocritical to do that, wouldn't it? It's back, back to practicalities again. Back to practicalities. It's back to not just knowing the word, but living the word. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 